Act Three of Eunuchus, the Eunuch by Terence. Translated by Henry Thomas Riley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One Enter Thraso and Natho. Did Thais really return me many thanks? Exceeding thanks. Was she delighted, say you? not so much indeed at the present itself as because it was given by you really in right earnest she does exalt at that enter parmino unseen from lecce's house parmino apart i've come here to be on the lookout that when there is an opportunity i may take the presence but see here is the captain undoubtedly it is the case with me that everything i do is a cause for thankfulness upon my faith i've observed it the most mighty king even always used to give me especial thanks for whatever i did but not so to others he who has the wit that you have often by his words appropriates to himself the glory that has been achieved by the labour of others you've just hit it the king then kept you in his eye just so to enjoy your society true he entrusted to me all his army all his state secrets astonishing then if on any occasion a surfeit of society or a dislike of business came upon him when he was desirous to take some recreation just as though you understand i know just as though on occasion he would rid his mind of those anxieties you have it then he used to take me aside as his only boon companion Whew. you are telling of a king of refined taste i he is a person of that sort a man of but very few acquaintanceships Ganatho aside indeed of none i fancy if he's on intimate terms with you all the people envied me and attacked me privately i don't care one straw they envied me dreadfully but one in particular whom the king had appointed over the indian elephants once when he became particularly troublesome prithee strato said i are you so fierce because you hold command over the wild beasts cleverly said upon my faith and shrewdly astonishing you did give the fellow a home thrust what said he dumbfounded instantaneously how could he be otherwise parmino apart ye gods by our trust in you a lost and miserable fellow the one and the other a scoundrel well then about that matter Napho, the way in which i touched upon the rodian at a banquet did i never tell you never but pray do tell me aside i've heard it more than a thousand times already there was in my company at a banquet this young man of Rhodes, who I'm speaking of. By chance I had a mistress there. 
he began to toy with her and to annoy me what are you doing sir impudence i said to the fellow i hear yourself and looking out for game Letho pretending to laugh very heartily <laughs> what's the matter how apt how smart how clever nothing could be more excellent prithee was this a saying of yours i fancied it was an old one did you ever hear it before many a time and it is mentioned among the first-rate ones it's my own i'm sorry though that it was said to a thoughtless young man and one of respectability parmino apart may the gods confound you pray what did he do quite disconcerted all who were present were dying with laughter in short they were all quite afraid of me not without reason but mark you had i best clear myself of this with thais as to her suspicion that i am fond of this girl by no means on the contrary rather increase her jealousy why so do you ask me don't you see if on any occasion she makes mention of phaedria or commends him to provoke you i understand that such may not be the case this method is the only remedy when she speaks of phaedria do you instantly mention pamphila if at any time she says let's invite phaedria to make one do you say let's ask pamphila to sing if she praises his good looks do you on the other hand praise hers in short do you return like for like which will mortify her if indeed she loved me this might be of some use natho since she is impatient for and loves that which you give her she already loves you as it is then it is an easy matter for her to feel vexed she will be always afraid lest the presents which she herself is now getting you may on some occasion be taking elsewhere well said that never came into my mind nonsense you never thought about it how else much more readily would you yourself have hit upon it thrasso scene two enter thais from her house attended by pythias thais as she comes out i thought i just now heard the captain's voice and look here he is welcome my dear thraso oh my thais my sweet one how are you how much do you love me in return for that music girl parmino apart how polite what a beginning he has made on meeting her very much as you deserve let's go to dinner then to thraso what do you stand here for parmino apart then there's the other one you would declare that he was born for his belly's sake when you please i shan't delay parmino apart i'll accost them and pretend as though i had just come out he comes forward are you going anywhere thais ha parmeno well done just going out for the day where thais aside pointing at thraso why don't you see him parmino aside i see him and i'm sorry for it aloud 
Phaedria's presents are ready for you when you please. Thraso impatiently. Why are we to stand here? Why don't we be off? Parmenu to Thraso. Troth now, pray, do let us, with your leave, present to her the things we intend, and accost and speak to her. Thraso ironically. Very fine presents, I suppose, or at least equal to mine. The fact will prove itself. Goes to the door of Lechi's house and calls. Ho oh, there, bid those people come out of doors at once as I ordered. Enter from the house a black girl. Do you step forward this way? To Theus. She comes all the way from Ethiopia. Thraso contemptuously. Here are some three minae in value. Hardly so much. Where are you, Doris? Step this way. Enter Korea from the house, dressed like the eunuch. There's a eunuch for you. Of what a genteel appearance. Of what a prime age. God bless me, he is handsome. What say you, Natho? Do you see anything to find fault with? And what say you, Thrasso? Aside. They hold their tongues. They praise him sufficiently thereby. To Theus. Make a trial of him in literature. Try him in exercises and in music. I'll warrant him well-skilled in what it becomes a gentleman to know. That eunuch, if occasion served, even in my sober senses, I— And he who has sent these things makes no request that you will live for him alone, and that for his own sake others may be excluded. He neither tells of battles nor shows his scars, nor does he restrict you as— Looking at Thraso. A certain person does. But when it is not inconvenient, whenever you think fit, whenever you have the time, he is satisfied to be admitted. Thraso to Natho contemptuously. It appears that this is the servant of some beggarly, wretched master. Why, faith, no person, I'm quite sure of that, could possibly put up with him who had the means to get another. You hold your tongue, a fellow whom I consider beneath all men of the very lowest grade, for when you can bring yourself to flatter that fellow, pointing to Thraso, I do believe you could pick your victuals out of the very flames. Are we to go now? I'll take these indoors first. Pointing to Korea and the Ethiopian. And at the same time, I'll order what I wish. After that, I'll return immediately. Goes into the house with Pythias, Korea, and the slave. Thraso to Natho. I shall be off. Do you wait for her? It's not a proper thing for a general to be walking in the street with a mistress. Why should I use many words with you? You are the very ape of your master. Exit Parmino. <laughs> what are you laughing at? At what you were mentioning just now. That saying, too, about the Rhodian recurred to my mind. But Theus is coming out. You go before. Take care that everything is ready at home. Very well. Exit. Re-enter Theus with Pythias and female attendants. Take care, Pythias, and be sure that if Creamies should happen to come, to beg him to wait. If that is not convenient, then to come again. If he cannot do that, bring him to me. I'll do so. Well, what else was I intending to say? Oh, do you take particular care of that young woman? Be sure that you keep at home. Let us be gone. 
Theus to her attendants. You follow me. Exit Theus and Thraso, followed by the attendants. Pythias goes into the house. Scene three. Enter Cremes. Cremes to himself. Why, really, the more and more I think of it, I shouldn't be surprised if this Theus should be doing me some great mischief. So cunningly do I perceive myself beset by her. Even on the occasion when she first requested me to be fetched to her, anyone might ask me what business had you with her. Really, I don't know. When I came, she found an excuse for me to remain there. She said she had been offering a sacrifice, and that she was desirous to speak upon some important business with me. Even then I had a suspicion that all these things were being done for her artful purposes. She takes her place beside me, pays every attention to me, seeks an opportunity for conversation. When the conversation flagged, she turned off to this point. How long since my father and mother died? I said it was now a long time ago. Whether I had any country house at Sunium, and how far from the sea? I suppose that this has taken her fancy, and she expects to get it away from me. Then at last, whether any little sister of mine had been lost from there, whether any person was with her, what she had about her when she was lost, whether anyone could recognize her. Why should she make these inquiries? Unless, perhaps, she pretends, so great is her assurance, that she herself is the same person that was formerly lost when a little girl. But if she is alive, she is sixteen years old, not older, whereas Theus is somewhat older than I am. She has sent to press me earnestly to come. Either let her speak out what she wants, or not be troublesome. I assuredly shall not come a third time. Knocking at the door of Theus. Ho there! Ho there! Is anyone here? It's I, Cremes. Scene four. Enter Pythias from the house. Oh, most charming, dear creature. Cremes apart. I said there was a design upon me. Thais entreated you most earnestly to come again tomorrow. I'm going into the country. Do, there's a dear sir. I cannot, I tell you. Then stay here at our house till she comes back. Nothing less likely. Why, my dear Cremes? Taking hold of him, Cremes shaking her off. Away to perdition with you. If you are so determined about it, pray do step over to the place where she is. I'll go there. Pythias calling at the door. Here, Dorius. Dorius enters. Show this person directly to the captains. Exit Cremes with Dorius. Pythias goes into the house. Scene five. Enter Antipho. Antipho to himself. Yesterday some young fellows of us agreed together at the Piraeus that we were to go shares today in a club entertainment. We gave Cheery a charge of this matter. Our rings were given as pledges. The place and time arranged. The time has now gone by. At the place appointed, there was nothing ready. The fellow himself is nowhere to be met with. I neither know what to say nor what to suppose. Now the rest have commissioned me with this business to look for him. I'll go see, therefore, if he's at home. But who's this, I wonder, coming out of Thias's? 
Is it he, or is it not? Tis the very man. What sort of being is this? What kind of garb is this? What mischief is going on now? I cannot sufficiently wonder or conjecture. But whatever it is, I should like first at a distance to try and find out. He stands apart. Scene 6. Enter Korea from the house of Theus in the eunuch's dress. Korea looking around, then aloud to himself. Is there anybody here? Hmm, there's no one. Is there anyone following me from there? There's not a person. Now am I not at liberty to give vent to these raptures? Oh, supreme Jupiter, now assuredly is the time for me to meet my death, when I can so well endure it, lest my life should sully this ecstasy with some disaster. But is there now no inquisitive person to be intruding upon me, to be following me wherever I go, to be deafening me, worrying me to death with asking questions? Why thus transported, or why so overjoyed, whither I am going, whence I am come, where I got this garb, what is my object, whether I am in my senses, or whether downright mad? Antifo apart. I'll accost him, and I'll do him the favor which I see he's wishing for. Accosting him. Cheeria, why are you thus transported? What's the object of this garb? Why is it that you're so overjoyed? What is the meaning of this? Are you quite right in your senses? Why do you stare at me? What have you to say? Oh, joyous day! Oh, welcome, my friend! There's not one in all the world whom I would rather wish to see at this moment than yourself. Pray, do tell me what all this means. Nay, rather, I faith, I beg of you to listen to me. Do you know the mistress whom my brother is so fond of? I know her. I suppose you mean Thais? The very same. So far I recollect. Today a certain damsel was presented to her. Why now should I extol or commend her beauty to you, Antifo, since you yourself know how nice a judge of beauty I am? I have been smitten by her. Do you say so? If you saw her, I am sure you would say she is exquisite. What need of many words? I fell in love with her. By good luck there was at her house a certain eunuch, whom my brother had purchased for Thais, and he had not as yet been sent to her. On this occasion, Parmino, our servant, made a suggestion to me, which I adopted. What was it? Be quiet, and you shall hear the sooner. To change clothes with him, and order myself to be taken there in his stead. What? Instead of the eunuch? <laughs> the fact. To receive what advantage, pray, from this plan? <laughs> Do you ask? That I might see, hear, and be in company with her whom I loved, Antifo. Is that a slight motive or a poor reason? I was presented to the woman. She, as soon as she received me, joyfully took me home to her house and entrusted the damsel. To whom? To you? To me. Antifo ironically. In perfect safety at all events. She gave orders that no male was to come near her, and commanded me not to stir away from her, that I was to remain alone with her in the inner apartments. Looking bashfully on the ground, I nodded assent. Poor fellow. I am going out, said she, to dinner. She took her maids with her. A few novices of girls remained to be about her. These immediately made preparations for her to bathe. I urged them to make haste. 
while preparations were being made the damsel sat in a room looking up at a certain painting in which was represented how jove is said once to have sent a golden shower into the bosom of danae i myself began to look at it as well and as he had in former times played the like game i felt extremely delighted that a god should change himself into money and slyly come through the tiles of another person's house to deceive the fair one by means of a shower but what god was this he who shakes the most lofty temples of heaven with his thunders was i a poor creature of a mortal not to do the same certainly i was to do it and without hesitation while i was thinking over these matters with myself the damsel meantime was fetched away to bathe she went bathed and came back after which they laid her on a couch i stood waiting to see if they gave me any orders one came up here doris said she take this fan and let her have a little air in this fashion while we are bathing when we have bathed if you like you may bathe too with a demure air i took it really i should very much have liked to see that impudent faith of yours just then and what figure a great donkey like you made holding a fan hardly had she said this when all in a moment betook themselves off away they went to bathe and chattered aloud just as the ways when masters are absent meanwhile sleep overtook the damsel i slyly looked askance through the fan this way showing how at the same time i looked round in all directions to see whether all was quite safe i saw that it was i bolted the door what then huh what then you simpleton i own i am was i to let slip the opportunity offered me so excellent so short-lived so longed for so unexpected in that case of faith i really should have been the person i was pretending to be troth you certainly are in the right but meantime what has been arranged about the club entertainment all's ready you are a clever band but where at your house no at discus's our freedmen that's a long way off then let's make so much the greater haste change your dress where am i to change it i am at a loss for at present i am in exile from home i am afraid of my brother lest he should be indoors and then again of my father lest he should have returned from the country by this let's go to my house there is the nearest place for you to change you say right let's be off besides i want to take counsel with you about this girl by what means i may be able to secure the future possession of her very well End of Act three.